And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Can you feel the love tonight? What is this? The peace getting suspended on the same day, which also happens to be one of your birthdays, brings... Hello out there, boys and girls. This is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, joined as always by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. This is DDT Wrestling. We're coming at you a little earlier this week to get all of our predictions and productions out, but the breaking news there, Doc... Yes. Page and Alberto Del Rio both suspended on the same day. So what you're saying is they were doing drugs off of each other's naked bodies. I'm not saying anything of the sort and anyone I who accuses that's exactly what you said. And anyone who accuses me of sending out a tweet similarly is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's sort of a surprise for me, especially Especially because Paige has been injured? Mm. Didn't we just sort of determine that the WWE doesn't drug test part-timers? So, I mean, I would have thought that somebody on the injured list, they're not performing, so why would they bother testing them? That's a weird thing. Well, I'm wondering if we're going to find out that this is something outside of, you know, maybe they failed a test for something or other, or this is going to be, we're going to find out that there was some incident where... Why would that be a wellness violation? Or has that not been said? Well, it's said it's a wellness violation, but what I'm wondering is maybe, you know, they were caught doing some sort of illicit drug, perhaps off of each other, if (laughs) you'd like to continue that uncomfortable visual and uh you know perhaps it's that so it's not necessarily like they failed to test in the same way you know Brock Lesnar did it's more of they just got caught doing something they're not supposed to and got suspended because of it hmm maybe and uh, forgive me but I don't know why so many people are making a big deal of the fact that she got suspended on her birthday. She probably got suspended as soon as WWE heard about it. Are they really going to wait 24 hours because it's her birthday? Is that well, they really did for sad? Roman Reigns. Well, they waited after Battleground. Yeah, about 24 hours. Well, and interestingly enough, they waited until, depending on when they found out, they waited until after Del Rio had his match with John Cena... And then suspended him. So, Hmm. you know, I don't think they're going to care that it's her birthday. So all of you people who are saying, how dare WWE do that, calm down. In all fairness, um, how dare Alberto Del Rio and how dare Paige? If you want to blame somebody here, you have these two professionals who work for a company who have a wellness policy. It's pretty plain, black and white, what you can do and what you can't do. And if you can't handle that, then the fault's on you. It doesn't matter what day of the year it is. Sorry. I agree. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. And I think this is the end of Alberto Del Rio's time in WWE Part 2. And this is probably, 
maybe it'll take a little longer in the same way it took AJ Lee a little longer. Uh, this is probably the end for Paige. I don't think Paige. I, I think has kind of been over for a while, hasn't she? It was interesting. Somebody had you know tweeted out that they had called very early on that Paige's original push was way too much, way too fast, and she wasn't going to be able to recover. But that certainly does seem to be the case. From winning the you know Divas title right you know right away her first night in the company, there's only one way to go from there unless you're going to be an incredibly dominant force so she's not going to be doing anything anyways so right we've seen that you know the two of them could go to tna or alberto el patron could bring her to lucha underground and there's plenty of other opportunities they could do plenty of drugs in lucha underground absolutely I don't know if that's true, but I mean, for years, that's what people used to say about TNA. A lot of people who had those types of problems ended up in TNA because they did not have those drug policies. Um, I don't know what it's like in that company now, but there's a lot of you know hubbub that says that's exactly why Jeff Hardy ended up in there. It's exactly why Kurt Angle ended up in TNA initially was because they didn't have to clean up and they could keep wrestling. Um, it's hard to believe that maybe some of these other companies are sort of safe havens for this type of behavior but you know if they are i'm not saying they are i don't have any information about that but if that's the case then that's kind of sad all right you're right and let's move on we have 18 matches between nxt takeover brooklyn and well, I suppose there are 18 matches. Between Brooklyn and SummerSlam, I've got 18 matches written down. One of them is a match that I'm assuming is going to get booked tonight on NXT. Full disclosure, we're recording on Wednesday. You'll know this because I plan on putting this out as soon as possible. Just so our voices, our expert analysis on the Page and Del Rio issues can be heard right away. Um... I put out a poll. If you go to my Twitter feed, uh, it is pinned there. You can check out the Google Form poll where you can share your own predictions about what is going on this weekend for SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Doc Manson, let me just ask you, are you excited about uh, TakeOver and the whole weekend and SummerSlam and the whole kit and the caboodle? I suppose so. I mean, it's a big weekend for our friends in the neighborhood, the entire NII network, other than us, uh, migrating down to uh, to Brooklyn, putting on a live show. Uh, I've been hearing rumors of very special guests, which is very exciting. Um, but I don't know. Other than that, I'm sort of excited for the actual wrestling shows that are in front of us. I think maybe I give the edge to takeover um, at least in terms of maybe the single match I'm looking most forward to is appearing on that show Um, SummerSlam has a lot of really good matches I think, I'm having trouble remembering them all, as you said there's 18 I'm really not sure exactly in my head what they all are so maybe this will be a bit of uh, self discovery as we go through it here for a little bit but uh, the one thing I can say about SummerSlam is it seems bloated, maybe? I, I'm, I'm worried, DC. I'm worried because of WrestleMania. Um, we have a four-hour show with an hour-long pre-show. We know that they don't feel... Two hours. Feel, 
The pre-show's two hours. Oh, my God. I didn't... Oh, my God. It okay, starts but at five. Two-hour pre-show, four hours a show, and we know, we know, they're no longer wed to having the show end at 11 p.m. If this thing goes to quarter of one, like WrestleMania did... I don't know if I can handle it, man. I can't take that much wrestling. I'm going to be asleep on my couch. You're going to have left like six hours before it's over. Like, I don't even know. I'm I'm sort of, you know, legitimately worried uh, about the amount of wrestling I'm supposed to consume this weekend. How do you feel about it? I'm excited. I'm always excited for wrestling. Uh, there is quite a bit, so that's a little much to try to absorb and take in. But at the same time, you know, there are a lot of great matches on the card. There's a lot of excitement um, to be had. But I do think, you know, probably sometime around 9.30, maybe 10 o'clock at... Um, at the Casa Manson, it's it's going to get to be a little much, you know, once we're... And especially, and I I don't want to get into this now because I was going to start with TakeOver. I do want to keep us to a relatively strict time limit just because there is so much to talk about. But if Brock Lesnar versus... Ran, wherever Brock Lesnar versus Randy Orton happens, I might use that match to go home. <laughs> You know, if that is truly the main event match, I, I'm I might say farewell to GQ and anyone else who might happen to be at the Casa Manson, and I might go home because I will talk about it when we get to it. But I have zero interest in that match at all. Zero. Do you think it's likely that match will go on last? Uh, they're making it sound like. They. That's the plan. Who is um, they? WWE and everything seems to think so, but I'm hoping that that's not the case because I. There are other matches that I think deserve it more. This whole 15 years in the making thing, they're trying really hard to make this feel like a big deal. When to me. It's not. This match it's isn't not a, at all. This match isn't a big deal. And you know what? Why not? I'm starting the timer. Let's just talk about this, and we'll bounce around. Forget going I can in see any sort one of order. Reason why Orton and Lesnar might headline SummerSlam that why? makes logical sense to me, and that is because they don't want to choose between the Universal Title and the WWE title going on last. This allows them to sidestep that issue. Yeah, one still has to happen before the other, unless they set up two rings side by side and we have some sort of amazing face-off uh, dueling matches. That would be awesome. But uh, assuming that doesn't happen. <clears throat> um, yeah, they don't have to choose. They don't have to play favorites. They can say, well, they both were appeared lower in the card. And we don't have to have that conversation about who got devalued until a later date when they have another joint pay-per-view, I guess, right? So, I mean, maybe that could serve a purpose at this juncture. That, that does make sense, but then the question's going to be which title goes on right before that. You know, that unless I like your idea. I'm surprised no one ever thought of it. I do remember, I want to say it was ECW, had some sort of match where 
there was literally four guys and two matches going on in one ring, and they you know they just happened to be there. I mean, I was thinking do it more like World War Three or whatever. Uh, yeah, I understand, but and and I would be all for that. But I think that question's going to happen no matter what. Is we're going to wind up with the which you know which title, whatever title goes on last, is going to be seen as the more important one. Uh, but you know, in terms of Lesnar versus Randy Orton, I tweeted this out earlier today. My hope, and I keep deluding myself. My hope is now just that Bray Wyatt comes and takes them both out. And that that match doesn't wind up with a clear winner or loser, and Bray Wyatt just looms large. I hope, I hope that Brock Lesnar wins. I think my prediction is going to be uh, that Lesnar wins. Uh, I, you know, but I could easily see them going the other way, right? You need to punish Lesnar because he made a fool out of them on a grand stage with what happened with the UFC. But at the same time, they have so much time built into Brock Lesnar. They have so many accolades, accomplishments built into the beast that to throw it all away on Randy Orton just seems like a really strange choice, doesn't it? I I, I hate to say throw away, but Randy Orton's career has got to be almost over, right? Like, I, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. At the same time we said for years... That whoever beat The Undertaker should be an up-and-coming guy. They didn't do that. So I, I, I guess Randy Orton probably has a better chance than anybody, right? Because he's established, he's a company guy, and he's not going anywhere. So he's a safe bet to move all that heat onto, right? I, I, I guess. I could see that logic being the reason why they would go that way, but I don't think they are. I think they're going to... Oh, I don't know if you can hear that. That's my timer I letting can. me know that the three minutes is over. That'll be great to come out on the audio feed. Um... You know, I could see where they would go that way, but I don't think it's gonna. I just you can't, you've spent so long booking Brock Lesnar as this unstoppable beast, just because a guy has a clat, you know, a catchy finishing well, move. I know, I know, our time is up, but you also have. I also have to read into what they allowed Dean Ambrose to say about Brock Lesnar on the Stone Cold podcast this past week. He went out there. He called him lazy. And I can't believe for a second that that wasn't a line that he was told to say. I don't know if that was he was told to say it, just WWE didn't care that he did. Well, know, I think, I think WWE has kind way. of washed... Sorry. Not, I don't necessarily think they've washed their hands, but I don't think they're trying anymore to make sure he's happy. You know, I think they they are prepared to live life without Brock Lesnar whenever that happens. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm putting myself down for Brock Lesnar. So Okay, me too. And all I'll say is if they really wanted to do it, Heath Slater should have beat him on Raw. That would have been fantastic. All right, we're just going to randomly bebop around now. So let's see here. No, let's go to let's get to NXT. Let's talk we talked about that. Let's get to NXT. Uh, there are currently seven, six matches announced. I'm going to add a seventh and throw it in there. Uh, I think we're going to see TM61 take on the Authors of Pain. That does seem to be uh, a feud that they're doing. It adds an extra level of tag team action to NXT TakeOver. Um, you know, it's a chance for these two young teams to shine on the off chance that re- the Revival or I suppose Gargano and Champa make their way to 
WWE in the near future. What do you think about that match potentially being a last-minute addition on the card? I think it seems more likely than any other thing else that I can really think of. So I'll give it to you. They've certainly been setting it up the last couple of weeks. Um, and if they're not setting it up for TakeOver, then it's an immediately after TakeOver thing. So I, I, I could see it. I, I suppose it could be. You know, NXT has this weird habit. Don't they also record... Uh, you know, a week or two of the NXTs following TakeOver on the night of a TakeOver? Don't they randomly have that habit? Maybe. I, I seem to recall they do tend to do that. Yes, so may- I think they do. So maybe that'll be a recorded at Brooklyn, but not featured until the NXT following that. Um, but either way, uh, I don't understand the purpose of Paul Ellering. I like Paul Ellering. I'm glad NXT has a manager of substance. But currently he doesn't do anything has he has he spoken yet i don't remember i want to say yes but i can't remember what he said he walks to the ring he looks like the sinister minister we talked about that the other day he points and then uh what a jason maltoff calls him a clingman and autopsy or whatever their names are because they still don't have names yet uh go in and just destroy people you know the manager typically, unless you're Paul Heyman, I suppose, managers typically tend to cheat to help their teams win. Are we going to see that when you're managing two brutes no. like the Authors of Pain? I don't think so. So what is his purpose? Unclear at this time. All right. Uh, if this match takes place at TakeOver, and after our conversation now, I don't think it will, but if it does, who do you think wins? Authors of Pain. I agree wholeheartedly. We are two for two there. I like TM61. I think they're going to have to be at some point the face of the tag team division in NXT uh, because I have to believe the Revival's getting called up at some point, but uh, the Authors of Pain need to continue winning for a while yet. Oh my goodness, we ended early. So let's move on and let's head to the Mortal Kombat area of NXT. Uh, The debuting Ember Moon, former wrestler, I think she was known as Athena for a while, I don't remember what she was called uh, in between, is taking on somebody to be determined. I'm guessing it will be one of... They haven't announced who it is yet. Maybe they will tonight. Hmm. I imagine it'll be Jersey Carmella Light or the other Jersey girl, Deanna Parazzo. Um, you know, I I can't tell. Do you think Ember Moon comes across uh, as a babyface or a heel? I am not sure, but I'm getting a demon king vibe from her. Well, demon queen, maybe demon queen. Right. So I'm guessing that she's going to be a face, but I, I don't know. Anything uh, that they throw that much theatricality behind tends to be a de facto face but I I don't know I'm penciling you in for Ember Moon I have to believe that's where you're going to go with your production uh, at, on the poll I think we have granted we only have 18 responses so far uh, but only one person predicted to be determined who I believe I dubbed sacrificial lamb for, <laughs> for the purposes um, now Ember Moon is clearly going to be the next big thing in that division um to give Asuka, I presume, something to do. I will say that they are making it 
they are making her out to be. Now, granted, we haven't seen her wrestle yet, but they are making her out at least from the promos to look like someone who could potentially contend. I uh, looked up Athena and I watched a little bit of her um, past work, and I'm You're looking forward to those matches. All right. Well, and again, that's maybe it'll be Bailey. Maybe Bailey will be a two-time women's champion. We don't. Well, know. why don't we just jump right to that? Let's jump. Oscar's winning. Let's let's. Let's go ahead and jump right to that. You said Asuka's winning. What makes you say that? She's Asuka, and I love her so much. I'll, I'll go back to this because I agree again. You know, we're not making great radio here because we're currently four for four in terms of agreement. Um, look past this to me. How do they transition her to the main roster? Because we talked earlier on a previous show um, about her, you know, whether or not she has any language difficulties and how that would affect her transition. Um, is she going to just... I, I've been a long-term fan of her moving up without losing and just surrendering the title because she wants to go to WWE and you know there's no one left to fight in NXT. Uh, how do you see that going? I mean, I think that's entirely possible, but the thing that gives me pause is the contract signing that we talked about on this show, I don't think she's ready to go to the main roster. And I think she's going to be in NXT for another year, mm-hmm. maybe. But if you look at where her character is as that champion, I don't think her title reign can last that long. So either I'm wrong about when she's moving up, or we're wrong about her never losing. I think she could, as long as they continue providing challengers. You know, Ember Moon can take them through perhaps even the end of the year, depending on, you know, whether or not they wanted to give a minor push to this Billy Kay. Because um, is that what's going to happen next? We're going to see Asuka versus Billy Kay for a while? Well, it, and again, it all depends on Bailey. If Bailey sticks around, I could see them continuing this. Even through, you know, the Bailey fall. Oscar Bailey Oscar 3? B- Bailey Oscar 3. Yeah, you're um, right. Now, granted, that would imply that Bailey would have to win one of them, because usually you don't have a best of three series if someone wins the first two. The kind of the series is over at that point, but they could string it along. Oh, I don't know this. about that, because I've heard that there's going to be a best of seven series with Cesaro and Sheamus, and... Even though those two matches they've already had weren't actually part of the series, to my knowledge. Um, Cesaro won both of those, so I I don't know why they're doing a best-of-seven series. Now, you know, let's... We'll just take a minor tangent. We're going to see at least four more matches. At least four more matches between Cesaro and Shaves. Are you as over-freaking-joyed as... I am DC. I don't think I can be any happier. I knew it would take something. You said, you said before we recorded this show, you said, I don't know. You know, I forgot about that. Nothing's clicking with me in terms of, you know, in terms of a rant or something like that. I just knew I'll just wait long enough. Something will kick in. I, yeah. I, I loved that idea. That would have been a great way of doing it. If they had said, if Mick Foley had said, this is now match three 
of the best of seven series, and Cesaro already has a two to nothing lead. You know, so I I think that would have been at least more entertaining. But yeah, we're getting and this is not going four. It's not going to be a sweep. We're going to see at least six, at least <laughs> six more of these. And unless one of them, the winner better start contending for the title because otherwise I don't know what in the world we're doing. Just taking these two guys, and I like Sheamus, uh, and Cesaro is extremely talented, and just saying, well, here's the next, you know, two months of programming for you guys is you're two just going to wrestle each other. All right. But either way, we'll get back to that. Well, let's let's just stay there. We both said Asuka would win. Um, you know, I do think it, it, WWE will have to figure out Asuka's transition, and Bailey's for that matter, uh, carefully. Let's just do Cesaro and Sheamus since we're here. Who wins? Oh, match. That's, a, that's a match at SummerSlam? That's match one. Matt, the first, uh, the first, okay. the first of the best of seven. Is that a pre-show match or is that the first no, match I of believe, the night? Um, I'm leaning towards another seven. match to open the show, but okay. I would say it comes out second or third. Um, I, I had, guess you, you have to give it to Sheamus. Well, right? and I originally had said Cesaro when I was thinking about this earlier today, but just the fact that you mentioned that Cesaro's won the first two, yeah, it's got to be Sheamus. Sheamus has to win. I mean, it would be really funny if Cesaro wins, because it's not really the first two that he's already won. He, those don't count. Apparently. So it would be funny if Cesaro were to win here, and then you know Sheamus just like loses it from, you know, coming up short three times in a row. Like, I could see something interesting happening from that. Yeah. I I guess. I enjoy the two as wrestlers. I'm, you know, their matches have always been entertaining, but unless you start throwing stipulations in, I have a feel this could be something where in a month they just go, you know, Mick Foley says, did I say best of seven? I meant best of three. And you'll wrap this up at our next pay-per-view. Yeah. I, I just right. don't know why you would want to watch this for that period of time. I agree. It feels like it's, you know, it, it feels like the kind of booking you would expect from TNA. Hey, speaking of TNA. Yeah? Going back to NXT, there are a lot of former oh. TNA superstars scattered throughout, uh, including the greatest produce salesman who ever lived, Austin Aries, taking on No Way Joes. Oh, Jose, excuse me, I wrote that wrong. No Way Jose, where do you, th- where do you see that one going? Um, I, I don't know. I'm going to give it to Austin Aries, because No Way, oh God, I don't, I could give it to No Way Jose. If No Way Jose doesn't win this, he has nothing. And a loss doesn't hurt Austin Aries, because he's Austin freaking Aries. Oh, put me down for No Way Jose. All right. Talked himself out of it, which is good, because I'm totally picking Austin Aries. Um, I, I agree with you, except... The whole notion of he's Austin freaking Aries doesn't apply for those people who've only ever seen him in NXT. If you've only I ever know. seen him in NXT, he is... He... I kind of get the impression that Austin Aries isn't going anywhere, though. 
Like I feel like his run in NXT has not been very successful. I I am flummoxed to try to explain how exactly the Austin Aries push is working. I don't know if they're just waiting and maybe he snaps kind of like you described Sheamus snapping. I don't know if he's just planning on staying in NXT and he's just essentially a very well-known enhancement talent. I don't get it. I'm confused, yeah. but I have to believe he wins because, you know, just like you said about No Way Jose, uh, trying to treat this as a guy who's, you know, if you've never seen Austin Aries in TNA before, he is a guy with cool music and he holds fruit. He's got he's in the same boat as you know. I have Jose. a banana. He's in the same boat as No Way Jose. He's in the same boat as Andrade, who we'll talk about next. <laughs> you know, he's just a guy with a weird quirk to him. You know, one guy wears a hat, one guy dances, one guy holds produce. Uh, so, you know, I have to, th- I would like to see that because also, depending on what happens with the main event, Austin Aries and potentially Bobby Roode need to become main event, you know, world title, NXT title contenders. And Austin Aries can't do that if he loses to No Way Jose. But we'll see. All right, speaking of the glorious one. Nope, I was waiting for you to shout glorious, but you didn't do it. Glorious! Thank you. Uh, Bobby Roode versus Andrade Cien Almas. Um, We don't even have to talk about this one, do we? Okay, good. I, I don't think so either. Writing it down, and we can move on. Uh, tag team titles. I just want confirmation that you did not write me down for Almas. No, we're both picking Bobby Roode. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Good. And, you know, I I expect Bobby Roode will help Andrade Almas showcase more of his move set. <laughs> I sure hope so, because I don't know what's up with that guy. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous. Uh, tag team titles: The Revival versus Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. I can see this going one of two ways: either, either they win or they lose. <laughs> either being a little more specific than that. Oh, I sorry. suppose you're right. Uh, either Gargano and Ciampa win, or Tommaso turns heel and takes out Gargano. Oh, I would love to see it. Based on I would love to based see on it. what happened in the Cruiserweight Classic. So I don't know. Uh, I'm tempted to say the revival retains. In fact, I'll go ahead and say the revival retains, um, just because there are not a lot of tag teams in NXT, so they need to stick around for a little while longer. Um, your thoughts, sir? I think you're probably right that the revival retains, but I really like Gargano and Champa, so. I'll give them the nod just out of pure hope, I guess. Um, they announced on Twitter today that they will be revealing their new tag team name sometime leading up to TakeOver. All right. I don't know what I want it to be besides Glorious Bomb. I would be so good. <laughs> it would be so good. Imagine if they were just cronies for Bobby Roode. That would be, can I just say, a stable with Bobby Roode and Gargano and Ciampa? would be pretty amazing. It'd be amazing. Absolutely amazing. <clears throat> I think Glorious Bomb is a wonderful name for a stable. Yeah, I like it. If you can have Bullet Club, Glorious Bomb's just as good. I, I'm all for it. That sounds brilliant to me. I'd like to see it. 
You could even have Oscar join it, just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that brings us to uh, the main event of the evening, and many people believe will be the match of the night: Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke. Match of the weekend. Is that your prediction? Absolutely. I All don't right. think there's anything that's, that's going to touch that's that. That's something that that's at the bottom of my page is uh, our predictions for match of the weekend. So we're getting it out of. I I'm inclined to agree though. I'm. I'm, there is I'm, a possibility that Joe gets busted open in the first 15 seconds of this match, and because of the refs having to check him every three minutes for the next half hour, it's going to be awkward. And yeah, exactly. I that could totally happen again in this match. I, I, that's entirely possible. Joe does not know restraint, you know, so no. I, I could see. Well, and it's not it's not like Shinsuke is going to be treating him with kid gloves either, Mm-mm. you know. Not a knee at to all. The, a knee to the face two minutes in, and you're absolutely right, so. Um, I have yet to predict a uh, new champion. I've said Asuka retains, I've said the Revival retains, and that's because I think Shinsuke wins it. I'm expecting Samoa Joe to be part of, hopefully, the SmackDown roster, uh, by the September pay-per-view. What do you think? Yeah, I was going to give the nod probably to Shinsuke as well. I think that there is... I'm not so sure Joe gets called up so quickly. I I could see... I would love to see a back-and-forth program between the two of those talents. But in order to do that, I think Shinsuke has to win this one. And then Joe sticks around and they fight over the title for a while? Yeah. I'd like to see it. I would as well. I would as well, I would as well. So Now here's uh, the thing. I, I always felt very underwhelmed by each of the matches involving Finn Balor and Joe. What do you think? Do you think that this has the potential to be better than those matches? Were you also underwhelmed? Or, or, did you, or were yes. you whelmed? I have been underwhelmed. And not like terribly underwhelmed. But I've been underwhelmed by everything Finn Balor's done. Sorry, that's not the Pope of Positivity talking. It's it's true. I you know his matches with Kevin Owens were good. Yeah. I never th- I never thought they were great, but they nope. were good. Um, he wrestled Neville. I actually liked those. His matches with Neville might have been my favorites that he's ever done. Okay. Um, I don't think he wrestled Sami Zayn. That'd be fun to watch. Uh, yes. And then his matches with Joe were good. You know, Finn Balor is a very good wrestler. Yes, he is. And I can't, I have yet to see anything, maybe this weekend, will help me elevate my opinion of him. Um, But right now I think he is a very good wrestler. I think Samoa Joe is a uh, great wrestler. And I think Shinsuke is a great in-ring entertainer. I right. you know, I, I, I hesitate to call him a wrestler um in the sense of the word. You know, he is a great fighter, he is a great showman. Um you know, I'm tempted to give I'm actually gonna go ahead and say, just because tag team wrestling has been so good in NXT, I'm gonna say that the revival versus Gargano and Champa is the match of the night. Um but Shinsuke and Samoa Joe will come close. Okay. 
That's a possibility. So, I mean, and, honestly, a dark horse candidate here, we didn't really mention it, but Bailey Asuka could be real, real, real good. I mean, we people could, still talk about Bailey Banks. I mean, we could come out of this weekend with the two best matches being ooh. women's matches. You know what? Something else just occurred to me. I know we, th- we already talked about Bailey Asuka, but it just occurred to me. You know, everybody's been talking about, oh, Bailey should have been called up. What are they doing with her? Squander, squander, squander. I mean, that's a pretty good explanation for why she's still in NXT. Let her be the first two-time women's champion, right? Yeah. I mean, that sort of puts it at some sort of level, some sort of understanding about why they've overlooked her as much as they have to give her that credit to her name. Then she gets to go up to the roster and she gets to say, yeah, you guys are all great, you know, Charlotte, you're whatever, but there's only one two-time women's champion. And she could be all awkward saying it just like that. And she could hug someone. Hugging them. Just really tight. Are you changing your production? No, I'm not changing my production, but that would be... If Asuka's going to lose to someone, it should be Bailey. It's got to... Yeah, you're right. Doesn't necessarily, I, I, doesn't necessarily have to happen Saturday. Yeah. I can't product but, against my girl. I just can't product against Asuka. But, uh, but yeah, I'm telling that you. That makes so much sense. That we makes could so be, much sense. We could be recording this time next week and say, hey... The two best matches of TakeOver were Asuka versus Bailey, and that six-woman tag match from the SmackDown roster. Well, that's the end of the show, folks. <laughs> Eva Marie got held up due to traffic, and Brilliant! I was so happy. It was so good. And especially the people on Twitter who were just like, well, yeah, because she always gets all red lights. Ah, 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 ah. Um, but yes, Alexa Bliss, Natalia, and Eva Marie taking on Becky Lynch, Naomi, and Carmella. Is that what confirmed you... now? Is yes. that actually confirmed? Oh, yeah. Okay. That, now, that might be part of the pre-show, but it's currently listed, and it was announced during SmackDown. So I think they include it. I think they've got to include two women's matches on a four-hour show. So I think they do include it. Um, I'm curious to know your thoughts on Naomi's entrance. Stupid. Really? Yeah. Why? She glows, and then she danced. I thought it was kind of neat in the, you know, you want to It reminds me of, in a weird way, the Usos. A whole lot of spectacle about nothing. Well, she is married to an Uso. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm just saying... It did not escape me. Just imagine... A Bailey Naomi Naomi tag team where they come out together. No, and then no. the, the inflatable waving people are black lit, so they're all glowing and stuff. And Bailey's headband glows, and you know. And they both get up on the apron and they go butt to butt and they do this weird sexy thing. And then there's this big large man who could be like some sort of dancing dinosaur. Oh man, it'd be so good. You could call him like a like a. Like a a Dantasaurus or something like that. It would be a so funcus- good. A Funkasaurus? Well, maybe if he were funky, but I don't know if he'd be funky. That's You're See, presuming things now. It, it's hard when I missed the entire Brodus Clay era, so I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I've ever seen an entrance. Oh, uh, they were good. I, I mean, remember another Flash guy Funk. whose entire thing was his entrance. But, well, but yeah, I mean, hmm, whatever. 
we already talked about Finn Balor. Um, I think Eva Marie gets the pin. Yeah, I don't think she wrestles at all, but I think she gets the pin. Yeah. I, I think she, you know, the other teams do the work, and when Becky Lynch is down, Eva comes in, kicks her a couple of times, then celebrates and tags back out again. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm entertained. I'm entertained. I was entertained when she came back out and got chased around the ring and that whole thing. I mean, let's let's be honest with ourselves. Would we rather that they put her out there and just had her wrestle? No. We would be complaining so much more. I wouldn't be on board with that if that's what they decided to do. But this is just, you know, inside baseball enough, just jokey enough, just enough. Just, there's enough sly boots going on here that uh, there's something in it even for me. You know, even someone who completely doubts Eva's Marie, uh, Eva Marie's ability to deliver on any of this promise. At least it's entertaining. And her just going out there wrestling... I wouldn't find that entertaining. I've seen that before. It wasn't that good. You know what yeah. I mean? So at least they're doing something. They are and making, they're doing it right. They are making it work with what they have, which is what professional wrestling is all about. Uh, this is the match that I think... I forgot to do the timer for like the last 20 minutes. Oh, well. Um, this is the match that I think is going to open SummerSlam, and that would be Enzo and Cass versus Jericho. I, I'm not calling them Jericho, despite what Michael Cole insisted that I do. It's Jericho. Agreed. Uh, but, you know, they're going to be in Brooklyn. You bring out Enzo and Cass to start it, and they get the crowd riled up for a Cup great of haters. Cup of haters. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the previews for Enzo and Cass's ride-along? No. It's just frightening. Only because Enzo's not in character. So here's his Weird. with the hair. But he's got glasses, and he's chatting about something, and he's talking in what must be his normal voice, but you don't, you're, it's just like, who? And it gives <laughs> me hope, because they could do something in a couple of years, once this has run its course, they could do something where he winds up, you know, just like when Dude Love embraced the nerdiness and like he put the teeth in and he you know pulled his hair back and started wearing like a sports coat you know all of a sudden Enzo Amore could become a respectable businessman or something and it would just be hilarious he could join the vaudevillains there you go I uh, oh vaudevillains gentlemen Jack Gallagher is the best vaudevillain we have and he's not wrestled in WWE yet um who do you think wins Jericho or Enzo and Cass Um, Enzo and Cass? Why? I don't know. Because I can't tell you anything about the feud? Really? Well, you, we haven't learned anything necessarily about the feud. We've learned about the teams and that Jericho doesn't know anybody's name and they don't like that Enzo talks and Enzo and <laughs> Big Cass don't like facial I don't know. I think Jericho wins and I think this feud keeps going. I mean, that makes sense because what else are they going to do with any of those guys? Yeah. I I would hope that this would eventually lead to a Jericho and Owens feud, which I think would be very good, but, you know, I'm going to say the heels win. Um, Although, again, we're in Brooklyn, 
So having Enzo and Cass lose... That's why I said they probably win. But I think Jericho and Owens are entertaining enough that they'll make it work. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be upset with Jericho and Kevin Owens winning. Yeah. Do you think people would be upset if The Miz wins? Who's he facing? Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental title. I don't think anybody cares. I think you're probably right, which, you know, I I would logically think that Apollo Crews would win, but it's falling so completely flat that I'm actually going ahead and saying I think the Miz I mean, wins. Apollo Crews made his raw appearance. He's, er, on, Smack- he's on SmackDown. His, he made his SmackDown appearance. During the commercial break. I, that was exactly the evidence I was going to use. Having watched SmackDown, I'm like, they don't see him as a legitimate champion. You know, nope. he's not. He doesn't even make... like They had to be like, oh, while, while you were gone watching commercials, I mean, this happened. Counterpoint, they did bother showing us the replay. But Darren Young and Titus O'Neil actually... Now, granted, it's a three-hour show. They got an actual segment. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and be just crazy pants. The next Intercontinental Champion is Heath Slater. I don't know how. He doesn't even, he doesn't even have a contract. I'm not saying it's going to happen necessarily anytime soon. But in the okay. next week to a month, I'll go ahead yeah. and say... He's the he's the most logical person to put that title on. Not Apollo Crews. I'm sorry, Apollo. I know Mrs. Manson loves the smile, but yeah. Who do you have winning? Are you gonna say we have a new intercontinental champion? No. Penciling you in for the Miz. <clears throat> Last week is still the Miz and Maurice laying on that table, just like laying there, like totally spread out and like Renee Young just sort of awkwardly sitting between them. Like, that visual was so good that he can hold that belt for the next year, and I'm okay with it. Well, and I think that's it. He's the kind of guy who he can hold that belt until there's a, an actual strong enough person to take it off of him. Agreed. And right, right now, he's he not defending it. He hosting Miz TV makes that title more important than Apollo Crews would if he won it. Probably. Uh, I do think we have new tag team champions, though. Who Jumping. are the tag team champions? On what show? On Raw, because the other show doesn't have tag team champions. So the tag champions of Raw are the New Day. And they are taking on? The Y... No, not the Wyatts. That's a different show. Um. Oh, the Ballbusters. Is that their name? That'd be a hilarious Doctor Ballbusters. Name. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think the Biggie injury gives them all the reason they need to take the titles off of New Day. It could potentially lead to New Day breaking up. It could potentially lead to them. But why? Why what? Why break up the New Day? You've been done with them for a while. I have been. Who's going to step in for them on Raw? In the tag team division? Yeah. Hold on. Uh-huh. Oh, Enzo and Cass. Enzo and Cass take on Gallows and Anderson. Oh, That's yeah. what's I next. I they existed. I we guess so. We talked about them five minutes ago. 
I mean, the only though thing granted, I did I did have that, to look at my paper to see it. But the only thing that bothers me about that is I I feel as though Gallows and Anderson have bad characters that have regressed in the last two weeks, and I don't really understand who or what they are anymore. And I I just. I don't see them as being good candidates to take those titles based off of how they've been. There definitely has been a character shift. They went from destroyers to now they're Wrestle Silly, except I haven't cared enough to watch their segments to know if they're any good. They're not. So, but I I just, I think it's done. I think New Day's, you know, run its course. Either Kofi Kingston or Xavier Woods make sense as cruiserweights. In the cruiserweight division, when that happens, you can decide whether or not they want to give Big E a chance as a serious singles wrestler. Um, they don't. Why? You know why. No, I don't. Why? Come on, Vince McMahon. He doesn't Shelton like Shelton Benjamin. He doesn't like unicorns. Shelton Benjamin's injured. He can't be a strong single star. You're so. right. What was I thinking? Yeah. Don't go there. Don't go there. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying I'd be okay with Big E fighting Rusev for the U.S. title. I'd yeah. be okay with Big E fighting somebody else from Raw. Big E has an unfortunate name. Why? I just don't think you're ever going to hear the world heavyweight... Oh, I'm, I guess I'm never going to hear that, but... Uh, the WWE Universal Champion Big E. It doesn't have a ring to it. I don't know. They could change it. They've changed names before. I'm the sure. WWE Universal Champion Ernie Langston. <laughs> His name's Atore. They could just call him Atore. Is it Atore? I believe. I don't know how they pronounce it, but it's E T T O R E. All right. Okay. All right. Who's winning? Who's winning? Who's winning? Who's winning? Who's winning? Uh, what's the match again? New Day versus Gallows and Anderson. Um, I'll give it to the New Day just because I it boggles my mind that they still have the belts now. So why take it off them now? I don't know. All right. You'll see. I mean, isn't Big E Langston um, due for a run in? Isn't he due to make his return and I suppose save so. the match? I mean, I suppose he's been so. gone for a couple of weeks now. They should put a mask on him and be like, oh, they got helped by a mysterious stranger. Yes. Who happens to have giant pectoral muscles. Who also loves America. <laughs> um, speaking of America. And those who are perhaps anti-America, the U.S. title, Rusev versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns ended Raw standing strong. Uh, I think he won by disqualification or something, but kind of, you know, took out Rusev. Rusev rolled out of the ring. Lana was no, crying. No, he speared him. He oh. speared him and pinned him. I think. I don't remember if he pinned him, but I could be wrong. Oops. Forgive me. Mrs. Matthews is making pies, and I just got an awesome picture of them. Nice. What does it look like? They look like pie. What kind of pie? Blueberry. 
Blueberry is a good kind of pie. It is a good kind of pie. We are heading to a family reunion tomorrow, hence why we're recording early. And she's bringing pie. And I you've bet never I'm not shared be... a pie with me. I, if you would like, I will ask Mrs. Matthews if she can make us a pie for SummerSlam, a SummerSlam pie. Could we periscope us eating it? If you want to show your face to the world, go ahead. We I don't show... have to show our faces. We could just eat pie. We could just show the pie. Being eaten? Yeah. How many people are going to be at this shindig of yours for SummerSlam? I don't know. Are you coming? Yes. Is Mrs. Matthews coming? That's still up in the air. She might trade the pie for her presence. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure I can give an answer to that. But you, then, um, GQ... Um, if I send out word to people whom I know listen to the show, you know who I'm talking about. Chip's gonna come? Nope. This person is similar to Chip, I think, in a lot of ways. (laughs) Did we used to live with him? Yes, indeed. Great. And his significant other. I I think they probably would both come if I were to send word and... Since they're listening to this show now, that's pretty much as good as sending words. So, uh, how do you feel about that? Fine by me. Why would I have any reason to feel otherwise? I don't know. Mr. I got to live on the third floor all by myself. I had a penthouse suite. It you was did. Great. You did. And I hate you. <laughs> I love you too, Bubby. Who's winning the U.S. title? Or is Rusev um, retaining or is Roman Reigns winning it? Yeah. Rusev is retaining. I agree. I think it is the final bit of penance for Roman yes. Reigns, uh, especially now with Del Rio and Page kind of taking the uh, the pressure off, so to speak. They're now the most recent suspendees. Um, I think Rusev wins, and then Roman Reigns can go along his merry way doing whatever it is he does. Well, so. he'll be immediately facing whoever wins... Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. You think so? He'll go from this slight penance to being immediately shoved back down our throats, right? That's how it works. Depends on what happens with Brock Lesnar, I suppose. He's on the Raw roster. What if he sticks around and wants a title? You know as well as anybody else that that's not going to happen. What about... Oh, man. What about Sami Zayn? I mean, depending on how his match turns out at SummerSlam, he could really be propelled to the main event. Same with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, they could really. Uh... Why? Oh wait, wait a minute. Why would? Oh, matches... that's right. They don't have matches. Why are? Why am I not reading on WWE.com right now that just for funsies, we're gonna watch Sami Zayn versus Bray Wyatt? Just I don't know. because it's a you know it's a random you know Vince McMahon has decreed that you know one of the. One of the top talents from both brands are going to go head to head with each other for, you know, who, the right to the first free agent pick who might happen to be Samoa Joe or something. And, you know, it's Sami Zayn versus Bray Wyatt. I, I'm going to assume that Bray Wyatt is injured. I'm guessing the ankle's probably not doing great, but what's right. the excuse for Sami Zayn? He's a little guy who was never going to amount to anything on the main roster. Why can't we have a best of seven series where it's Sami Zayn, Sheamus, and Cesaro? Why can't we have a best of seven series that's also a triple threat? 
Sure, let's I'd, do it. I'd watch that. Absolutely. All right. But how um, many matches could you have if you started splitting that series evenly between the competitors? Well, it's the first one to three, so if everyone wins... Well, no, if it's a best of seven, it's the first one to win four. So if you assume that one, the first... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... Ten. It would have to be a best of ten. That's assuming everybody got to three before yes, somebody finally but won. but they would have to call it a best of ten. Or if they did it was if the first person to three wins, it would also be a best of seven. It would be a best of seven series... But it's the first. Isn't the best of seven the first one to four wins? Yes, but when you add the third person, it would become the first to three wins. But you oh, would need you would need seven matches to do it. Aren't I the one who's usually good at math? What happened? I'm good with any number under a hundred. I'm Fair really enough. good. Once we get into that, once you start telling me that numbers equal letters, go away. <laughs> Excuse me, that is not the case. Okay, Every so, so you, often, we lose you around algebra. We yes. lose you around the eighth grade. Got it. Yes. It was in ninth <laughs> grade. It was in ninth grade when I started getting C's in math, and that was not allowed in my house, so I tried changing my typewritten report card in pencil. Nice. It didn't. How'd that work out for a little DC? Uh, well, once I, because first I changed it in pencil and then I hid it in the locker until my mom came to the school to find out where the report card was because I didn't figure she would know when report cards came out. So I got in like three times the trouble. Nice. But I got a math tutor, so that was nice. <laughs> it really helped you out, prepared you for those college courses. Every time I break out, yeah, as I got a D in Math 102. <laughs> the the one math class that doesn't even have a Q on it indicating that it's not considered a quantitative course at the university. <laughs> In my defense. <laughs> There's no defending that. I went to the first two weeks of classes. I got an A on the first quiz. The TA looked at me and said, what are you doing here? And I said, that's a great question. And I came back for the final. I didn't go to a single class in between those. You earned your grade for sure. Yeah, as a TA, you don't appreciate this. I won't get any sympathy from you. I really hope... I didn't go to class at all for, like, um, introduction to programming. I think I learned C++. I didn't went to go to class once. I got an A in that class. That's the difference between you and me. I don't think I went to class once for introductory biology. Another class I did not do well in, but I'm not going to share my grade because there's a slight chance that Mama... You probably got 102, though. You probably didn't take 107. I don't remember. Yeah, you did Because I didn't go enough. But uh, all I'm saying is there's an outside chance Mama and Papa Matthews are listening to this, and I don't need to get an email from them being like, <laughs> What did you get in college? <laughs> well, all right. Fair enough. Moving along. Uh, women's title, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to Sasha. I'm torn. I'm torn, I'm torn, because, you know, for all intents and purposes... Yeah, I'm torn. For all intents and purposes, babe... (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Welcome to DDT Karaoke. Yep. Um... They've got to do all the women's <sighs> wrestling for WWE, and 
you know, we could see it where they they literally trade the belt back and forth a bunch of times. So I will go ahead, just for the sake of the argument, I will go ahead and give it to Charlotte and say Charlotte wins it again. Uh, Dude, you know, Dana Brooke's not going to be allowed at ringside, but something will happen. I annihilate it. Maybe Nia Jax becomes Charlotte's new, you know, she basically said she had enough of Dana Brooke. Maybe Nia Jax becomes the new. That's okay. That's my prediction. Nia Jax comes out, costs Sasha the match. Charlotte wins the title. Boom. There we go. Yeah, I'm changing my answer to that. Are you? Yeah. All right. That's too good not to happen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, what do you think is too good not to happen in John Cena versus AJ Styles? I don't know. Does it matter? Which which part of their best of series is this? How many times have we watched this now? Is this this is, I believe this is only the second singles match between the two. Because last month they did the the club oh, yeah. versus John Cena and Enzo and Cass. And AJ got the pin there though, right? Uh, yes. I don't remember. AJ won the singles match. Yes. And he won the tag match. Yes. And at the end of SmackDown, AJ got the, you know, was standing tall, but then he gloated too much, and then John Cena got up and gave him an AA through the announce table, so then John Cena stood tall. So I think WWE's playing with us, because many of us know that usually whoever stands tall on the go-home show loses, so they played a little trick and had both guys stand tall. But ultimately, John Cena stood tall. Ultimately, John Cena did stand tall. And this is only a second singles match, but the third match sort of overall in this rivalry. And although AJ Styles has won all of those matches, he's never won it just himself. Yes. I'm looking back because I can't remember well, what no, happened I mean, in the July John paper. Cena has to win this, right? John Cena has to win because otherwise, why would we have a fourth match? Which we all know we're going to have. John Cena, Enzo, Amoria, and Big Cass defeated the club. Oh, did they? They did. Oh, okay. And John Cena never wins at SummerSlam. John Cena never does win, uh, and Cena pinned Styles. Okay. Styles wins. Can I tell you, I hope we're giving this just as much thought as WWE is. I'm slightly worried we're giving it way more thought than WWE is. Probably. Um, I want I want AJ Styles to be the one guy John Cena can't beat. That's what I yeah. want. I want. Now, granted, that's Brock Lesnar right now, too. But I want John Cena to not be able to do I want AJ Styles to win, and I know I've written, in fact, I think I wrote a column back a long time ago about how John Cena always loses at SummerSlam. But I'm going to go ahead and say John Cena wins. I'm right. going to go ahead and say it so that heading into Backlash, um, or is it No Mercy? No, it's Backlash. Heading into Backlash, they can have a third match so that's my um, that's my prediction and I I'm, I might be wrong on that but alright um, which title match goes on first the world title or the universal title um, 
I feel like I'm supposed to say the WWE. Is it the world title or is the WWE title? I guess it's the world title. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm supposed to say the SmackDown belt goes on first, but I don't know. I think it could go on second. Which storyline, which story are you into more? Ambrose Ziggler all the way. What's wrong with Rollins trying to take on the Demon King? What's the wrong Demon with King? The Demon King. Have you King. seen the Demon King? Where I mean, where if I was looking for a Demon King, where could I find a Demon I King? I went to Demon Kings R Us, but they were out of Demon Kings. Was that on Demon King Way? It's actually around the corner on Demon King Avenue, right where it crosses Demon King Boulevard. So if I were to go to the intersection of Demon King Way, Demon King Street, and Demon King Boulevard, I might be able to find Demon Kings R Us. There is a Demon Kings R Us right on the corner next to Demon King's Cakes. Demon King's Cakes? I know where that is. They have delicious cakes for Demon Kings. Shaped, oddly enough, like a cauliflower. But but that's not the point. And somewhere, Kane is sitting there going... Somebody calling my name? So does this mean in a few years we'll get to see Corporate King? I sure hope so. Finn Balor in the paint with a suit. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see that now. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm sure uh, the NAI pod guys were recording before them, oddly enough. I'm sure they're going to comment on it. Uh, your thoughts on the Finn Balor paint coming out on Raw and not on SummerSlam? Seems weird. I didn't expect... I expected a tease. I expected a Titantron. I even perhaps expected the lights to go out and then the demon Balor to be standing in the ring. What about this? What if... Obviously, at this point, everybody is expecting the Demon King, the Demon King, the Demon King, to show up at SummerSlam. What if the lights go out... The music hits, the lights come back up, and it's some jackass in a leather coat. Finn Balor or somebody else? Finn Balor. And he goes, I don't need the Demon King to beat you. I would love it. And you and I might be the only two. Brando Mack would like it too. But we would be a very small minority of people to like it. Agreed. Agreed. But, I, I mean, that to me would be the best case scenario right now. Because, yeah, bringing it out on Raw, I think, was a very strange choice. I think you're you're playing your hand early, to use whatever that metaphor is from that game with the cards. Um, you know, I, it's, it's just like, why would you show that this week on television? I mean, I know everybody, well, maybe that's why, because everybody's already seen it. It's not like it's really that special. Anybody, but there's plenty of mainstream people who don't watch NXT, Right? Right? You should have saved it, right? Again, that's what I'm saying. I didn't expect the full entrance, which is what we saw. And I know there'll be a little bit of chain, you know. There'll be some sort of new look, and God help me. What if he has a flamethrower? I don't want him to have a chainsaw. But that's the the Rock's thing. The Rock has the flamethrower. Well, what if Finn Balor had a flamethrower because he's a demon king? I want him to come out with a full medieval trebuchet. Yeah, he just wheels that's on it fire. Out. Yeah, it wheels it out. He sits on the rock. He lights the rock under him, and he goes flying towards the ring. That's you mean what I the want. actual rock? <laughs> yes, in the trebuchet <laughs> is the rock. 
<laughs> and he um, lights them on fire. Got it. This match will be good. I love. Well, Seth here's Rollins. the thing. I think it's going to be a good match, probably. But the entire time, I'm just going to be wondering. Well, is Seth Rollins going to blow out his ankle, or is he going to end Finn Balor's career? Because it appears to be one of those two things is destined to happen, right? You are just so down on Seth Rollins. You're just down, yes. down, down. All I can say is he's a very dangerous wrestler, and um, Bret Hart I don't seems know. to think so. You and Bret Hart have that in agreement. I think Bret Hart's called him out, or maybe it was Finn Balor. I can't remember. Bret Hart calls out everybody. Um, yeah, he does. Who do you think wins? Who is our first Universal Champion? I mean, I honestly think it should be Seth Rollins, but I think they give it to Finn Balor. They're certainly... Everything's been about Finn. Finn, 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 Finn. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's all been about the Demon King. The Demon King. The Demon King. The Demon King. Which is why I'm going to say Seth Rollins wins. Sure. Because despite all of that, Seth Rollins, you know, this is Finn Balor's third or fourth WWE match. You know, I and I love this. But, but, but what does he do? Finn Balor on Raw, after being in this feud, what does he do next? Continue. Now that we've, now that we know that there's this demon thing, then what? Continues to fight with Seth Rollins. Why do you think this is going to be a one and done? Yeah, you're right. Welcome to WWE. Finn Balor might win the title eventually, but your first Universal Champion will be Seth Rollins. Yeah, that's then, what I kept thinking. That's and what then I kept Finn saying. Balor will be your second Universal Champion. And that's why I kept saying, you know, I feel like Seth Rollins should be yeah. the first Universal Champion. But at the same time, like, how often, how many times in the past month have you seen Triple H say, state, tweet, whatever, that the future is here, the future is now? You know, with a picture of the demon right next to him. Like, I don't know. It just sort of feels like maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'll just I'll keep it with Finn just so there's some difference, mm-hmm. I guess. But I I I think I think I I see I see Seth Rollins coming out and saying I was the number one draft pick. I, I'm the architect of the shield, and I'm also the first universal. I mean, that's just yes. that writes itself. I yeah. mean, if you're gonna keep Seth now, you want to tell me a story where Triple H comes out cost Seth Rollins the match and the Demon King is now your heel Universal Champion. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And now we got Seth Rollins facing Triple H and Finn Balor can be a heel defending against Roman Reigns. Fine. But I don't you know, I I think Too soon, maybe. Yeah. I think they're going to put it with Seth Rollins. I think yeah. Seth Rollins is the guy. That seems like the safe bet. Yes. And I, I'll err on the side of caution with this one. Uh, you know, Finn Balor is main eventing-ish, depending on the match order, is main eventing one of his... Fir- it, uh, no, this is. It's his first pay-per-view and he's main eventing. Uh, you know, and you're right. You know, we just saw this lesson with Paige. You win the title in your first pay-per-view or your first match, one of your first matches. It's hard to yeah. keep it's hard to go anywhere from there. It is. It's very so. difficult. But, I mean, they've had a rocket in his pants since. That's awkward. 
<laughs> Though maybe that's the Demon King. It might be. Which brings us to the match that I believe should be main eventing because I think it's been the best story in WWE these last weeks. And that's Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. And Agreed. I'm scared because I think we're going to see this match before 10 o'clock. I think that's possible. Yep. But world title, Dolph Ziggler has kind of stood tall, been cut a very impassioned promo. I'm not sure exactly what he said, but you could tell he meant it. Um, got a super kick in, which is now being sold as just like the RKO out of nowhere in a little end match. Dean Ambrose doing a nice job, not necessarily being a face, but not necessarily being a heel. Um, I do not believe the world title changes hands. I don't either. I think Ambrose retains. I do too. You know, whether or not Ziggler snaps and then quote unquote turns heel. You know, these guys have been so. It's felt so, quote-unquote, real between them that I can't say either of them have been particularly babyface-ish. But, you know, we could see something like that, but I... I would definitely say, in the feud as has been presented, that Dolph Ziggler presents as the face. Maybe not a babyface, but he presents as the face, whereas Ambrose is presenting as the heel. Well, and it's all all in the story that they're telling. Ziggler's story is... You know, I'm going to keep trying. I won't give up. I'm, you know, I'm really good. I've been trying for so long. And Ambrose's story is, you're not as good as you think. You're going to fail. You're not, you know. Yep. So that's, that is the heel thing. And I would love to see a heel Dean Ambrose as champion, but. I'm very happy with this exact Dean Ambrose being champion. Yes, I am too, because it works in heel face anybody. You know, he could go ahead and face AJ Styles as a heel, and it works. He can go ahead and face John Cena as a, you know, and it works. I watched him come out this week and have that opening promo with Ziggler on Miz TV, and I just, again, I found myself, I don't know if you watched it, but I found myself blown away by that performance. I, this, I didn't watch wrestling last week. But I watched this, and this makes up for everything that I potentially thought after the Austin podcast. I mean, it doesn't even make sense to my mind that the guy who did that performance... And again, I didn't have a lot of problems with the podcast. I I really didn't. But still, just the mannerisms, the tempo, uh, the... You know, it's hard to believe that the guy that you saw on that podcast was the same guy in that ring on Tuesday because he was sharp, he was on point, he was so spontaneous and just there. And the both of those guys with the emotion just pouring into this storyline and making you believe it. Like and really just like this is why we why I anyways come to wrestling, right? To be affected. And those guys are doing it. Mm-hmm. Instead, and on Raw, you know, we had the Demon King, the Demon King come out, and he's got the face paint on, and okay, all well and good, but I felt nothing looking at the two of them staring each other down. Nothing. I would agree. I would agree. I would, in fact, agree. The one thing I will say, and I don't the want Demon to... Demon be- King? No. And I don't want to belabor this. Um, I don't feel 
Just like actually with the Demon King. I don't feel like the presentation of Dean Ambrose, the character, matches the presentation of Dean Ambrose, the wrestler. I would like to see Dean Ambrose in-ring style become less erratic, flippy-dippy clothesline and whatever, and more of that guy we saw back when he was with the Shield. Like, he should be a guy who's like, I'm going to grab your neck, and I'm going to try to twist your head off. Yeah. And I probably can. Yep. You know, he should be that kind of methodical... You know, I don't know why everything has to be that kind of high impact smash mouth offense that we've we've come to expect from him. That's not what the character presents verbally. And that's the same problem I have with Finn Balor is, you know, this demon king is going to wrestle exactly like Finn Balor does. And what if you're going to channel the power of this Irish beast, it should carry over into your in ring action. Sure. All right. Um, match of the night for SummerSlam, if you please. Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke Nakamura. No. That is not what I said. <laughs> um, From SummerSlam. Uh, it'll probably be Balor in Rollins. You think so? What are the other options? I'm going to go ahead and say it's Cena versus Styles. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that match. Yeah. We, you can't we, ever count AJ Styles out. You've got the female tag, which will be entertaining. Won't be. Yeah. You've got Jericho versus Enzo and Cass, again entertaining. Cesaro and Sheamus will be good. Miz and Apollo Crews, meh. New Day versus Gallows and Anderson, meh. I was tempted to pick Rusev versus Roman Reigns. That's a sleeper. Yeah, it'll be a good match. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte is going to be excellent. It's just uh, too bad that Charlotte's in that match, but yeah. Hey, stop it. Lesnar versus Orton, I probably won't watch. I You yeah. almost convinced me on Ambrose versus Ziggler just because of the storytelling. They're both real good, but... If their storytelling verbally carries over into the match, it will be match of the night. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to say Cena versus Styles. And you're welcome to change your answer. Since you forgot about it, mm, I think I'm still gonna. Well, no, you're gonna give. I am gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to AJ versus Cena as well because I don't like a lot of Finn Balor's in ring work. I don't. Both of the other guys are solid. Yeah, I th- I enjoy that Cena has not breaking out the springboard stunner and the code red, but he's still having good matches. He's he's stopped yeah. trying to be a cruiserweight. And he just remembers, if I do my thing and I let the guy do their thing, we're going to get along just fine. Right. Um, which brings us to match of the weekend. Yeah. Joe versus Shinsuke. It's, it, it's going to... Mm, it's uh, mm. You can't say either. Ah. You can't say either. You have to well. say one or the other. So you say Joe versus Shinsuke is the match of the night for Brooklyn. Cena versus Styles is the match of the night for SummerSlam. Which one's better? Uh, I think it will match of the weekend will probably be Asuka versus Bailey. Okay, let me explain the flaw in that. Okay. You already wrote down 
uh-huh. or I wrote down because you said that the match of the night for Brooklyn is Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke. I don't remember saying that. You did. Oh. Are, Are you, you sure? Ch- did you write it down? <laughs> okay. I'm holding the paper. Video, video proof. Oh, yeah, you wrote it down. Um, um, how do I know you're not lying? Well, yeah, you wrote it, but you could have written lies. Now, do you see all the scribbles? I'm going to have to yeah. print this out and rewrite it because this is bothering me. <laughs> My little minor You're OCDs. such a teacher. I know. I'm serious. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to rewrite it. Um, I guess... You uh, can say Oscar versus uh, Bailey. Uh, if you want to say Oscar versus Bailey, nah, go ahead. I mean, I, I, it, I just feel like it deserves that honorable mention because it could be real good. I'm gonna but go you know ahead. what? The tag match from NXT could be real good. That's... I have that as the match of the night for NXT, but I will go ahead and say John Cena versus AJ Styles is the best match of the weekend. I'll give it to Joe and Nakamura, but I think all those people deserve I think oh, I think you're recognition right. here cuz they're I think all going right. to be real good. And the hard part is when you've got 18 matches plus whatever's in the pre-show in a 48-hour period, it's going to be hard to remember everything. And we didn't even talk about Baron Corbin versus Kalisto. Well, and then we're going to have to, you know, we might have to podcast on Monday. Titus O'Neil versus Darren Young. Those are my predictions for the pre-show. Because... What about the Usos? What are they doing? I believe that tag match we saw from... Summer or from SmackDown is what they're doing, unless they decide to have a gauntlet match. I would love that. Just have a, yes, I would love to see that. Have a gauntlet match on the pre-show. It's a two-hour pre-show. It starts at five o'clock, and there's only going to be two matches on it, right? If you're going to do a two-hour pre-show, you could do three. You could do four. I wouldn't you could be do eight. I wouldn't be surprised to see that six-woman tag get bumped to the pre-show. Yeah. So I'm imagining, I'm imagining we'll get three or four, but that's a just okay. This is total first world problems, but just hear me out. Two hours of NXT Takeover Saturday, six plus hours of SummerSlam. Don't just stop. Don't three hours of Raw. No. Two hours of SmackDown. And then NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic. And then we have the podcast. (laughs) It's entirely possible that my wife will leave me before we podcast next, based on all of this. It's entirely possible that I'm not going to want to watch any wrestling anymore. After, and I'm not saying that anything's going to be bad. Like, there's a lot of great matches. We're just talking about there's four candidates for match of the weekend, but. DC, that is too much wrestling. I think we're going to be burned out. I think we're going yeah. to be burned out. I mean, and I'm already thinking about not watching Raw on the regular. I would that understand. That show has been so bad the last two weeks. I would understand. I would understand. I, I now understand Smackdown why people... has been so good. Smackdown's been better. Week after week, Smackdown's been the better show. I wonder if that's by design. Yeah, me too. But... All right. I'm going to... You know what, though? Here's the thing about Raw. Raw ended up being the exact same thing Raw has always been, right? 
They did bring in some new guys. They brought in some NXT people. They're going to have cruiserweights. But ultimately, Raw is Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon, and Hunter's there, right? That's what they've been doing for the last five years, more. Um, Nothing about Raw behind the scenes actually changed. And I don't know about SmackDown. Does Stephanie go to SmackDown? Is she in charge of creative on SmackDown? I, I, I don't know. I'm going to assume not, but I don't actually know. Do you know? I don't. Because just in my head, it seems like, well, maybe she doesn't go to those shows, and maybe there's actually something different happening on SmackDown, and that's why that feels different, the whereas f- Raw feels exactly like any Raw I could have watched over the course of the last three years. The fact that I don't know makes me think nothing's changed, because if something yeah. had changed, we'd know. We would know. If they had, if they had come up with separate writing teams that would have been reported people would be tweeting about it they'd be wanting to know where kevin dunn was um i think it's just a matter of smackdown's new you know we're not expecting our tuesday it's not just that it's new it's good I think that's a testament to the talents that are there and the stories that are being told if dean ambrose or dolph ziggler was looking for the demon king you know, I think it's a testament to Ambrose and Ziggler are selling us on main event. And again, I don't actually have a problem with the Demon King. It was just that he literally said the Demon King about eighteen quadrillion times in a thirty-second. Well, segment. this is this is exactly when they were selling Dean Ambrose as a lunatic. JBL said it like it was a comma. Yeah, it was awful. You know what You're I not mean? Wrong. So. I think that's part of it, and I also think it's just, you know, the talents are different. And I think SmackDown is doing something in the fact that there's less... I don't want to say there's less of a break, because there's the same amount of commercials. But we saw Apollo Crews came out during the break, and we saw that. That story was told in a very brief segment. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton made eyes at each other in very briefly as Bray came out and Randy left and the rumor that I'm reading online is that's going to be their feud heading out of SummerSlam is we're going to see Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton Smackdown seems to be taking advantage of these moments and I think that's because with a two hour show they have to Raw has a three hour show they don't have to make sure they squeeze these things in. They can give... Well, they could just make sure they put on a good show. They could give an entire segment to Titus O'Neil and Darren Young, reforming their team only to have Titus turn on him four minutes in. Yeah. You're making a valid point. Now, the cruiserweights could save that, because if all of a sudden now they've got to add the cruiserweights to that, now we're talking about maybe they can actually start filling that time a little better if they're giving two or three segments a night to cruiserweights. Then what happens to Darren Young? He goes to main event, or he had, you know, they show in a 45 second. That was all they showed. They showed we came back from break, Orton was in the ring, Bray Wyatt was coming out, we went to the break, and they showed in a 45-second or less highlight clip that the two of them stared at each other as they passed on the entrance ramp. Don't you think it's really strange that Jinder Mahal is back? 
A little bit. They need enhancement level guys. What's Heath Slater doing? Selling me on the Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar storyline better than either Brock Lesnar or Randy Orton are? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you could, you're right. You could, tell, you could make a case that Heath Slater right now over the past two weeks has been the most valuable player in WWE. Mm, I don't think I would agree with that, but he's been doing excellent work. I care about Heath Slater about a million times more than I did before. I agree, but I would still say that the most valuable players of these last few weeks have got to be Ambrose, and, Ambrose Ziggler. and Ziggler. You're probably yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. There is a case you can make. There's probably other guys yeah, I would sure. give the nod to. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have an email, but it's uh, relating to the cruiserweights, so I motion that we save it for a private earful. Okay. All right. Thank you. So 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 ordered. Um, it's going to be a great week of wrestling, and I think that's going to be our piece of positivity to take with us is there are 18 matches. When I next talk to you on DDT Wrestling Podcast, we will be exhausted from over-wrestling. And if, yeah. you need, if you need to take a break, I can catch you up. That can be the theme of next week's show, is I'll just catch you up on what you missed on Raw and SmackDown if you need a little bit of a, little bit of a break. I took one last week. Gearing I'll up probably for- watch SmackDown. Well, there you go. You can skip Raw. I don't think anyone's going to blame you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic time. If you are heading down to Brooklyn... Uh, this weekend for SmackDown. Make sure to go to McMahon's right across the street from the Barclays Center. Say hi to the New Age Insiders. Rant with Ant is, will be there. Uh, Tell them Doc sent you. McCool of the Pipe Bomb will be there. We might be on the air at some point. Uh, you know, perhaps we'll do a weekend podcast if you know we can manage it. We'll figure something out. But uh, lots of excitement. I hope you enjoy your week of wrestling. Our cupeths overflow. Um, Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? I get to watch Asuka and Shinsuke and Samoa Joe and Bobby Roode and AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose and they all work for the same company? Man. It is the best time in the history of time to be watching wrestling. I think 2016 is going to be one of those best year ever. This is going to be the year that things got real crazy. Because you're right. And you didn't even mention Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, right. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. Sami Zayn. Well, he's not wrestling. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's why I mentioned Eva him. Marie, if traffic holds. Cesaro. Um, Sasha Banks. Let's not forget about that Sheamus. Andrade Cien Almas. Seriously. But yeah, seriously, what a time to be alive Mm -hmm. and to be a fan of professional wrestling and to be watching the WWE. I think there's only one word to describe it, and I'm not going to spell it out for you because that's not what I'm talking about. It is fantastic, it is wonderful, and dare I say it is glorious. Thank you. We'll see you around the neighborhood.